I thought maybe we should just start this with like maniacal laughter. (laughs) 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 Yeah, probably that's a good one. And then explain. of all scientists that have ever been alive are alive today. That's a lot of information, but don't panic. It's not an exact science. So, hey, Shannon, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is the state of uh, 2020 Ah. for both of us at the end of the year here. I mean, I think it's it's for everybody for real, for sure, right? Um, I will say that I definitely am not going to be like one of those, oh, thank God it's 2021, because come on, people. <laughs> it's going to be no different for a little bit. <laughs> right. Nothing's going to change on the first, except that we'll be back. Yes. Yeah. We've been um, taking some, <laughs> I would say mental health breaks, but really, I mean, we've just been slammed with everything else. So it's not like we've actually been taking any breaks, just not posting. <laughs> Right. So you had the end of the semester Mm -hmm. and how many projects to deal with? It was only like 112, I think. Right. (laughs) And uh, all of our industrial customers utilize the holidays to shut down their plants for anywhere between three and 10 days. And that's when they need us. (laughs) The tiniest window possible. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So... Both of us have had our hair on fire for the past few weeks, yeah. <laughs> hence why we took, uh, I believe, for the first time in the history of the show, a several-week break. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten, you got married, I've had a kid, and we still haven't taken this much time off. That's how bad 2020 is. <laughs> right, so uh, we're going to be glad to see it go. Uh, yeah, we sure are. And so, um, yes, we... We thought that we should um, whet everyone's appetites for hopefully a more consistent schedule in the future (laughs) with a fun paper today and, um, yeah, a promise of more great stuff in the new year. Absolutely. So for your very short episode today, (laughs) we're going to tease you with a fun paper that was sent in by, as so many recently have been, (laughs) listener Daryl. He's like the third co-host. Thanks, (laughs) Daryl. Yes. And, uh, you know, folks, you gotta, you gotta work on these fun papers. Yeah. (laughs) Daryl's doing all the work for you. (laughs) So uh, Daryl, thanks for sending in this article, uh, talking about a PNAS article, Mm -hmm. uh, about scientists and philosophers teaming up to come up with a new way to categorize minerals. Right. What could go wrong? Nothing. I think it's fine. <laughs> so the actual PNAS article is Historical Natural Kinds and Mineralogy. Uh, system, systematizing Contingency in the Context of Necessity. That right there is, <laughs> is a mouthful. Uh, this is by Cleland et al. <laughs> right. And the, the idea here is an interesting one. Right. Um, I mean, okay. All right. <laughs> so when we categorize minerals, and I'm probably going to have some PTSD here because my mineralogy class, well, you had the same person, but I think he was meaner when I took it. Um, 
kidding. <laughs> you know, we would have things like, here's 50 black minerals, and you have 45 minutes to name them all. Go. <laughs> followed by right. 50 white minerals, followed by 50 clear minerals. Um, and the green mineral quiz. I hated the green mineral quiz. <laughs> oh, those are the pretty ones, though. <laughs> so the deal is in meteorology, like, quartz is SiO2. Okay. Um, there's a picture on this... Um, on this fizz.org article that we'll link in of amethyst, which is quartz, but it's not SiO2. It's SiO2 and a bunch of other stuff. It's never just SiO2. And so the point is, okay, well, this is how we name minerals, but it doesn't tell me anything about like where the quartz came from, or, you know, it's historical context, both spatially and temporally. And so maybe we need to rethink how we name minerals. And they also give the example of diamonds. Like some could be created inside the earth. Some could be created in supernova. Right. Exactly. And so they're still just C. <laughs> is there, is right. there a chemical <laughs> formula, right? <laughs> and so there's no, um, no context for where that carbon came from. Um, and as we were discussing, we couldn't actually get to the article behind this paywall, even though I work for a university, I still couldn't get to it. <laughs> um, the paywalls are getting taller. <laughs> yes, they definitely are. This is like the, oh, yeah, there must be white walkers on the other side of this paywall. Um, and <laughs> so I don't know what the figures are in this and I don't know what the answer to this is but when I was reading through this and them talking about and they're saying like specifically it, for people who work on these like largely spatially different things like planetary scientists I think one of the people is a planetary scientist um, and geobiologists yeah. and paleontologists so like yeah. this is really important to understand these minerals historical context but it's like when i think about this too though there is stuff that gets named differently so it's very specific the definition of a mineral right and it has to do with the um the composition of the mineral of the major elements and also also the crystalline structure so if you change a crystalline structure you get to call it something else so like what i was thinking of because i worked on this before so if you're thinking about quartz but then if you're thinking about like coasite or stichovite and so these are things that can happen how quartz can get messed up in meteorite impacts and so if you have coasite or stichovite it gets formed in such high pressure situations that meteorite impact is one of the only ways that you would do it. So it gets called this other thing because it's, it's crystalline makeup is different. And so I think that's what they're getting at for all of the sorts of minerals, like having a different name to help trace the historical process, even though the chemical, the crystalline structure is the same. So at first I had, a lot of interest in this reading the the first part of this article mm -hmm. and the more i think about it the more one when i am naming something if it is chemically indistinguishable from something else it's the same thing yes correct yes mm -hmm. and two i don't want the name of something 
to be dependent upon my interpretation of its past. I want it to be dependent upon quantitative characteristics. Yes. And that's where I wanted to see the figures because I don't guess I understand what else you can do. You know what I mean? Because it is like, so Kozite, you look it up, it's SiO2, right? But its crystalline structure is deformed. It's a polymorph. So its crystalline structure is deformed. That's what you can say about it. Yes, it's usually because of meteorite impact, but it can be by other sort of things. But that's why it gets a new name. So do I care if my diamond is made in a supernova or deep in the earth when it's, if I had them right next to each other with no historical context, I'm still going to call them both diamond. Well, and if you do, that's what a sample description or a discussion section right. is for. Right. Because just like you said, that's not a, I mean, it's not like it has a name tag that says, hi, I came from a supernova. Right. Right. And I guess what bugs me is that, you know, if, how many things in geology have gone on for tens of years and not been reevaluated? So mm-hmm. are we going to suddenly change what we're calling this sample because we have reevaluated? Somebody else has an interpretation of its historical context. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we change. I've been in geology now long enough, and this is really funny to say, but my, my contemporaries and I talk about it, that the geologic timescale has changed. The subtleties between the definitions of the boundaries have changed by a couple million years in some cases. And things like we used to call it the tertiary and the quaternary, we don't call it the tertiary anymore. Like, that's gone. Whereas when I first started... Wait, what? Yes, it's gone. (laughs) I knew you wouldn't have known that. (laughs) Yeah, it's the paleogene and the neogene. So we don't call it the KT boundary anymore. It's the KPG, the the Cretaceous paleogene boundary. Yes. Are you okay? That sound is my mind exploding. (laughs) I thought maybe that um, this might be hard for you. (laughs) After you spent so much time memorizing that thing. (laughs) I know. And then they had to break it into two more. Like, oh, come on. Yes. So they've kept quaternary because like quaternary is sort of a name that gets used for the whole like, there's a whole group of geologists that are, like, quaternary geologists. So they've kept quaternary, but tertiary is gone. R.I.P. Interesting. So, mm-hmm. I mean, renaming happens, but I don't understand naming something based on an interpretation of it. I've never wanted to see a figure in a paper so badly. <laughs> so I do. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand that. And I guess I don't necessarily like the way it's described too and we were sort of talking about this you know before the show um because they start to talk about how the periodic table um you know is this other classification thing that we use and it doesn't depend on you know time or anything like that whereas mineral names are temporarily dependent and i don't know if i agree with that Right. And, you know, the, uh, one of the authors said the IMA system is typical, meaning Dana's yeah. mineral classification. 
classifying things based solely on their manifest similarities and differences, regardless of how they were produced or what modifications they have undergone. Which, I mean, th- this is me being a very, very Western scientist <laughs> by saying, if I can't put it in a microprobe and tell the difference, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I, what? We, 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 don't, we don't say this is a deltaic sandstone and this is a oceanic sandstone. They're sandstone. Yes, that's right. And there are things that will tell you those things, but it's not in the name. Right. Exactly. So the, this is why I want to see these figures. Like, what do they propose to do this? You know, so what kind I think, of modification is going to be made? So I think since we said this was going to be a teaser, here's what we're going to do. Ah, yes. Figure out how We're to going to this. knock down the paywall <laughs> with a credit card. <laughs> <laughs> the most effective way to knock down paywalls. <laughs> and uh, if you would like to do that, you can email your... No. <laughs> no, so what we're going to do is we're going to purchase access to this paper mm-hmm. and we are going to have a fun paper revisit. Man, we've never done that. There's a first time for everything. Ah, uh, yep. I mean, it is going to be our six-year anniversary, so. And we are going to call it uh, a fun paper, even though it is temporally different. <laughs> And maybe it's not very fun. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean to be overly snarky here. No, no, uh, not at all. <laughs> I, I am, because when they were first going on this article about, okay, you know, these two diamonds were created in different ways. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm on board with that. And the onboardness stopped when they were going to have different names. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, isn't that, the, you're exactly right. Like, that's the discussion section. Hey, I've got these two diamonds. Now what? You know? But I want to see, because we could be totally interpreting this wrong, which is why we're going to do a fun paper revisit. Yes, yes. That's exactly right. Well, I mean, this is how we do science, folks, right? (laughs) Like, (laughs) we're going to have the discussion, and then we're going to go collect data, and the data are going to inform our discussion for the future. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Great. So this is our scientific method show. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and somehow, even in our announcement of we've been gone for a few weeks, we're still going to be over 15 minutes. I mean, is that really a surprise? <laughs> no. I know. Both of us are like, this will be like four or five minutes. <laughs> oh, we still haven't learned six years later. <laughs> it's true. And you're right. It's going to be the anniversary of our podcast coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. So we're excited for that. We're excited that all of you are here. want to wish you... Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever your celebration or belief is. We're very thankful to have you as listeners. And I look forward to seeing what's going to happen as we continue this journey next year. Absolutely. Let's do it. So, Shannon, if folks want to relieve Daryl of some of his (laughs) workload, uh, how can we give Daryl some of his time back? How can folks save fun papers into us? Please. Please help Daryl. Show at don'tpanicgeocast.com. Um, you can find us on Twitter. 
If you can stand to be on Twitter right now, uh, we're at Don't Panic Geo. John is at Geo underscore Lehman. You can see him flying there. I am at Shannon Doolin. <laughs> And you can see me looking at cat pictures there. Um, and you can support us on Patreon. That's maybe how we knock down this uh, paywall. And you can do that. Patreon.com slash Don't Panic Geo. And even though after looking at his naughty and nice list, Santa found our names <laughs> and said, but Cole won't work. They'd like that. <laughs> Until next time, remember, don't panic. It's not an exact science. It's so true. I would like that. (laughs) (laughs) Any opinions, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed are solely ours and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers or funding agencies. 